People of the world, hello and welcome to the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, where our purpose is a simple one. Tune into our weekly podcast each Friday, wherever you listen to your favorite programs or on this website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice as the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. To reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions, we're at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Facebook group of the same name, and if you care to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Also, stay tuned for details about our upcoming news and perspective show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Welcome again, and thank you for joining us for our Christmas Day episode and our last show of 2020, because the next time you hear from us will hopefully be on January 1st, 2021. It's been some kind of year, and we're extremely grateful for each and every one of you who have made this podcast a success by tuning in, providing your feedback, and spreading the word. We also want to express our sincerest gratitude to all of the guests who contributed their time and expertise on subjects as diverse as politics and socioeconomics to racism and healthcare. We can only hope that all of you are enjoying the holiday season, staying safe and well, and looking forward to a joyous new year with your loved ones. We want to remind you of the critical need to support Black businesses and to rethink our priorities when it comes to what's truly important and irreplaceable. We cannot ignore the devastating impact that the coronavirus continues to have on our communities and why we need to do everything we can to follow the safety protocols. Most of us aren't on the front lines for the vaccine, but when the time comes, I hope and pray that all the bugs have been worked out and we can be safely inoculated because at least this time, there's enough of our folks who are participating in the development and safety testing. Time to trust the science. We can go slow and be cautious, but we have to go. Please keep Chef Dion Kakuda and his great organization, Disabled Combat Veterans Youth Program, in your prayers and part of your charitable giving as they continue to feed entire families with food insecurity using donations and only volunteer labor. That's dcvyp.org. That's D for Disabled, C for Combat, B for Veterans, Y for Youth, P for Program.org. Go to dcvyp.org and give what you can. You will be blessed that you did. And now my brothers in the struggle to reclaim critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Thank you for your support. Thank you for just supporting our, our podcast. We really appreciate all the positive feedback and encouragement that we get. And like Rod said, you got to go out there and take that vaccine. You got to take the shot. I mean, this is the only way that we're going to get back to normal. I hope that all of y'all have a safe, pleasant and rewarding Christmas and holiday season and continue to support black businesses when you can. I just want to keep it really simple. I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season. Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, enjoy peace and blessings to the new year. Brothers, it's been an eventful year to say the least. So let's say we do our best with this program to go out on a high note. Little recap, four years ago, we launched hashtag Black Dollars Matter with a focus on using our socioeconomic strength to fight the injustices that only seem to respond to money. And since we're the largest group of consumers, that should give us the greatest voice over all kinds of policies that affect us. For the nearly 2,300 members 
It's a simple premise. We can harness our spending power to send a powerful message to those who ignore our situations or think they can get away with lip service. And I think that covers Republicans and Democrats. In February, we introduced the podcast and its associated group, The Brothers Talk, as a means of both highlighting the loss of critical thinking, especially in our communities, but also providing a platform for discussions that reflect the vastly underrepresented perspective of Black men. And if you heard us at all, you know that compared to the substantial majority of Black faces and voices out there, we are a very different ballgame. And finally, in May, we kicked off a year-long campaign group relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide to commemorate the destruction of Greenwood, Oklahoma, 100 years ago. And so we want to inspire our people to create Black Wall Streets all across the country, one household at a time, by holding your own selves accountable to do what you can and what needs to be done to motivate more entrepreneurial spirit in our communities and support those Black businesses that already exist. By the way, Killer Mike and Bounce TV founder Ryan Glover launched Greenwood Bank, which is a Black-owned digital bank named for the community where Black Wall Street was destroyed 100 years ago. We're happy to see how many folks have joined our campaign, and we hope they'll be reminded that the concept of relaunching Black Wall Street started with us. So that's our own literal shameless plug. So let's add a little reality check to those of high hopes for the incoming Biden-Harris administration. We need to be sure that we continue to focus on being activists and holding the Democrats' feet to the fire. We cannot be satisfied believing that just because we are getting rid of 45, that we can now relax and sit back and wait for the charitable largesse of the Democrats to turn around and do what they know needs to be done. We were too big a part of this process, and we cannot allow our voice to go unheard like it has been in so many other elections. You know, Rod, just to pick up on what you were saying, I know that people are watching Biden's elections. You know, he's making, uh, he's picking a diverse cabinet. But what we got to do, like Rod said, we got to hold our feet to the fire. We got to make sure folks in, in Georgia, you got to make sure that they win those, those, the two Senate candidates win those seats. Because if they don't, we'll never know whether the Biden administration is going to hold up to their end of the bargain. Because if Mitch McConnell is in, in control of the Senate, nothing is going to get done and definitely nothing to help poor people, the middle class people, it's not going to happen. So you got to go out there and vote and make sure that they win the Senate. And if they win the Senate, then we got to make sure that Biden delivers. We got to hold their feet to the fire. And unfortunately, we're not even holding their feet to the fire now. So that really doesn't give me any vision that that's going to happen in the future. Number one. Number two, Mitch wouldn't be an issue if the Democrats ran the election towards their base. Try to they, the Democrats don't want to ignite their base. What they want to do is simply say we're not Trump. And while saying that, keep their vision on trying to convert Republicans that they're not going to convert, which is really why they're dependent on these last two seats. Now, the issue is going to be, as you gentlemen have stated already, are these people going to stand up and hold Biden, Harris and the Democrats accountable? Are they going to sit down and basically create the same environment that produced Trump in the first place? Well, that's why we're here. We're going to continue to be the gadflies. We're going to continue to be the voices that challenge our community, challenge other communities who are giving us the same kind of support that they gave us during the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery murders 
that they came out and protested. So we want to continue to ignite them. So when we talk about being a positive force for change, that's what we mean. We're not just focused on criticizing. Our real attempt is to focus on making sure that people understand what accountability is, that they do indeed owe us. We're not going to settle for those who try to undermine efforts like defund the police because the numbers are real clear that when they did the studies, it showed that the vast majority of people who voted understood what defund the police meant, as opposed to hearing what Biden and Obama and others tried to say about it being a losing strategy for so many voters. As you said, Norm, those people were not going to vote for us anyway. Those folks who are the centrist or so-called moderates, they can use any excuse they want to. But the truth is that the people who really support Black Lives Matter, and that was in this election, they said 72 percent of those who went out and voted for the Democratic ticket all understood what defund the police really meant. So we're going to just continue to push the message forward and not be sidetracked by those who would try to return us to that centrist place that means that we continue to lose ground as a community. Yeah. Norm, you got a point. You made a good point when you said that, you know, they're not holding up their end of the bargain thus far. And you're right. You know, I've been pretty disappointed and frustrated in what I've been seeing. But I do realize that unless we get the Senate, we'll never know. Unless we get the Senate, if we don't get the Senate, there's nothing definitely is going to happen to uh, impact black communities, impact communities, less fortunate communities. What I think we have to do, though, focus on one win at a time. And right now, we got to focus on winning Georgia. So, you know, folks, don't be discouraged. I know right now it's not looking good, but if we don't get Georgia, it's going to look worse. Well, either way, it's going to be a challenge, even if we get Georgia. And, and the question is, how do we hold them accountable? Something we've never done before. How do we do that? Our elected representative, those who are out there, because, you know, in the past, one of the things I think that we made a mistake in doing was putting it all on just the black elected leaders. When the truth of the matter is most of the black population is represented by white elected leaders who also needed the black vote. And so we need to be in all of those communities where there are significant black populations, making sure that they are energized and activated to want to do like you suggested on some other podcasts, Scott, write your congressman, go to the town hall meetings, be a part of the process so they understand that we're not going to go away. And and that's what we got to do. We got to get back to that. We got to get back to the grassroots. And, and Norm, the other way that we do that is, you know, we may just have to take this loss. If they don't deliver, you know, I'm going to become an independent and I'm going to just start looking at, OK, I don't care what your affiliation is. What are you doing for black? I want to look at your record. I want to look at the way you vote. You know, I don't want to look at, you know, what you say, but what you do. And, I, you know, if they don't deliver, I, I don't care whether you're Republican, independent, Democrat or whatever, they're just not going to get my vote like that anymore if they don't deliver this time. And I think they need to be in the wilderness for a while if they don't do the right thing by black folks, if they don't do the right right thing by poor folks, if they don't do the right thing by people in need, people who've been hurt, if they don't do that. I saw something today where Basil, Jeff Basil, house is bigger than a city block. And that's just one of his houses that he rarely lives in. A city block, when you got folks out here homeless, 
So if the Democrats don't do right by people in need, then we just got to leave them out there in the wilderness. Don't vote for them. Vote for people who are going to address your issues and your needs. Well, well the Democrats, again, uh, are really adept at playing the game of identity politics. And basically, you can see by the, the cabinet positions and, and what and the, the people that Biden's surrounding himself by, he's trying to appease everybody by simply putting demographics that reflect America out front while still going with the politics that will satisfy corporate America. And that's the ultimate that's the ultimate issue that we really have to come to grips with. And that's what people are voting on. And that's what appeases the masses and, and is basically putting them to sleep. So the first thing we have to do is actually make them aware of that and let them concentrate on the issues and not just what they're visualizing. Well, we're going to just continue to be focused on moving forward because what we don't want to do is allow ourselves to be sidetracked by the people who are continuing to be establishment Democrats. By that, I mean particularly those Black establishment Democrats who want to say things just like they would say during the Obama years, that we shouldn't say the things that are true because it might show a divisiveness amongst our community. And you have a clear division right now between the progressives and the centrist Dems. And the progressive message is winning out. And so if we need to continue to push more toward that then we need to be willing to to ignore the centrists. And it's a funny thing that Obama recognized that when he was running the first time, because if we all recall how the Clintons told him at that time, he needed to wait his turn because it was Hillary's time. And so he was more than willing to ignore that and push forward with his own candidate and his agenda. But now suddenly he has become part of that establishment and they want to say, well, let's try to come together on these things as opposed to pushing forward when we all know the centrist strategy has been a losing strategy for the last 20 years. And so if we don't start to focus on just making positive change, so this isn't about looking at anything negatively. We're believing it's all about the strength in being positively focused on going forward to make sure that we get what we should get. We want everything. We, we're not sacrificing anything. We want reparations. We want loan forgiveness. We want a fair tax code. We want the wealth gap to be addressed. We want real estate and mortgage loans. We want educational fairness. We want it all. We want health care discrepancies to be wiped out. So we want to be a part of all of this. Yeah, Rod, exactly. I, I think that we can't we can't just sit back and, like Rod said at the beginning of the podcast, and be happy and satisfied that we have 45 way out. We have to make it clear that there are some things that we want. There are some things that we need. There's going to be a lot of pushback. But what I don't understand is the Republicans seem to get what they want. Doesn't matter whether they're in power whether they're the majority, whether they're the minority, they still seem to be in control of this political process and in control of important decisions that impact poor people and less disadvantaged communities. They seem to be the ones who are always standing there with the red line saying no or pushing back or cutting services, whether they're in office in charge or not. And right now, the Democrats here to be in charge, and we got to hold our feet to the, to the fire by calling your senators, calling your representatives, talking to your, your local representatives about what can you do and how do we get our voices heard. 
And and my thing is, in order to do that, though, we have to do that in a united voice. The issue that 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 I have is is that we are not organized in those things that Rod mentioned that we want. Yes, we want them, but we're not presenting our efforts united as one voice and and letting them know that if we do not get these things, there will be consequences. See that that's the thing. They they know the next election. They're going to run the same game, and we're going to, again, many right. of us are going to give us our, right. their votes blindly. Right. And we can't do that. That's how we got to let them know that, no, uh-uh. we're not going for the okie doke this time. Don't vote for them. The message needs to be sent to them clearly. If we don't get something this time, we're not going to be there for you again. We're not going to be there for you next time. They need to know that. We need to get that message to them. If we, if the black, if the situation in the black communities are not improved over the next four years, we're not going to be there so that you can keep padding the, the financial, the pocketbooks of your friends and relatives. We're not going to be there. We're not going to be part of that. And the Brothers Talk will be here in 2021, God willing, to continue to stoke the flames of insurrection to make sure that we Focus on the idea that has always been that the majority has never ceded advantage, privilege, or power willingly, that it has always had to be a struggle, and we're going to continue to fight the good fight. So as we get ready to close out this year, we wanted to give you our top 10 favorite new career transitions for the 45 crime family. You know who they are, the Don, Uday, and Kuse, his sons. Imelda, his wife, Natasha and Boris, his daughter and husband, and of course, his consigliere's Crazy Rudy and Fat Boy Barr. We have decided we've got the right new occupation for them going forward, starting with number 10, which is license plate designers. Number nine is bathroom soap dispenser. Prison laundry attendant, number eight. Number seven, mess hall cooks. Number six, cellmate service. Number five, highway trash pickup. Number four, chain gang. Number three, jailhouse snitch. Number two, being employed to actually work for 50 cents a day. And number one, solitary confinement for all of them. Our positive Black business experience of the week. Wanted to share a little experience that I had with a black bakery where I ordered some of their baked goods to be delivered, but they did not actually get here on time. And I actually had to reach out to them to let them know that they needed to consider some alternative methods of the delivery. They basically are now using like the U.S. Postal Service. And of course, we all know this time of year, the post office gets backed up. So I didn't basically blame them for it. But what I did was reach out to them and just let them know that they might want to let their customers know that there could be a delay in getting their products because on their website, it currently says that you'll receive your products between one to three days. But I did see because I had the tracking information from them that the post office picked it up when they did, but it didn't get to me in that allotted time. So I wasn't going to just suddenly throw out a black business and without looking into it. And so understanding what the challenge is, I decided to just let them know that they might want to make an improvement. Scott, do you want to offer something? Yeah. You know, the guest we had, Roderick Pollock, last week talked about multi-level marketing company called AATV and I signed up as an agent and had some problems because they converted to a new website. And their system is, customer service is text-based. So 
I was concerned. I was like, ah, oh, here we go again. Here we go again, black folks, you know. And I text what my problem was in terms of logging in, and I immediately got a response. I was surprised. And that person stayed with me. And then I didn't follow through until the next day. I text again, and immediately I got a response. I was just pleased that they resolved my problem, which was just unusual with any company, let alone a black-owned company, but any company. And um, I am an agent. If you're interested in checking out AA TV, contact me and I'll give you a trial, a 72-hour trial. All right. That is it for 2020. As we said earlier, it's been a very eventful year, but we hope and pray that all of you are safe and sound and that you're having a joyous holiday season. We wish you nothing but the best because you've been great for us in sharing your time with us. So we look forward to your making it through to 2021, that all of us can make it over into the new year. And until then, remember, you can follow us at the Brothers Talk on Twitter, the Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And of course, if you want to go long form, there is always the Brothers Talk at gmail.com. So much love and our continued gratitude for your time and your attention. And remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.